This came out in an unclassified form. They are pre-positioned in our infrastructure right now to execute a battle plan. Ted Hill, 14 District State Rep. I'm here today with Matt Todd. We're going to talk about cybersecurity. All right, look, just give me the skinny. Give me the background. You you were talking about, before we went hot, you were talking about somebody who came onto the floor and in a public forum said that China is already positioned within our digital networks mm-hmm. to, to disrupt pretty much everything. Well, I'm obviously, again, everyone here's uh, Rep. Ted Hill. I am the anti-China guy. Everyone comes to me because I was a China expert for, you know, 15 years. I understand the threat. Cyber is different. This is an evolving threat that's even evolved significantly in the last five years, especially last two years. What China is in position now, they are positioned throughout our infrastructure to disrupt and this came out in an unclassified form. They are pre-positioned in our infrastructure right now to execute a battle plan, and that is to disrupt our infrastructure. That's terrifying to consider. So this whole China threat, and you talk about that's a nation-state threat. There's threats from criminals. There's threats from terrorists. All these things can affect the cyber world. And what we have done in this country, especially in the last decade, we digitize everything. Everything that's digital is now a component that is vulnerable. I did a bill on the floor last session about the technology, China technology threat. Everywhere there's a semiconductor that is a surveillance mechanism or a component for intrusion where they can affect that source. And they talk about Internet of Things. Is this all these Bluetooth, all these things, or all these things that are connected, interconnected, are all intrusion points where you have to defend against cyber attacks. So it's from your printer to your light bulbs to your, you know, your smart uh, thermostat. When someone said, you want a smart thermostat in your house? No, I don't want any China piece of gear in my house with a semiconductor. It's not necessary. Everything that's digital is a component of threat. So that is, everything is that way now. So it's easier, it's, it's more efficient. We did it in our infrastructure, our banking structure, internet, everything is vulnerable. And it's become so difficult now, it's becoming so problematic where these nefarious players can disrupt supply chains, they can disrupt banking, disrupt voting, and get into the infrastructure and you get into the high-level stuff. Understand when I talk about the China threat, and uh, I did get a brief from the Idaho National Lab here about, uh, about a month ago, six hours of briefs on cybersecurity threats. So top secret, I can't talk about the specifics, but I can tell you it scared me a lot. I've been doing this for a long time, and what they can do now, it will curl curl what's left of my hair, which is none. But it's it's terrifying what they can do, and we are way behind. 
Nationally, there are resources that are working. The, the uh, NSA has a cyber division, and they work on this. There is a cybercom. Uh, there's many entities, but the state level, we really don't have it. So we say, well, what, does, what difference does that make? It happens the lowest level. There's hospitals. They talk about this extortion. You have these extortion where they say, hey, we'll give you this stuff back if you pay us this money. That's happening all the time. Right. You had that ransom yeah. incident in Las it, Vegas. Yes. It happens right. all over the place. Right. So now you get into, well, what I understand is staying inside the class, classification, but there's a phased approach if we face a nation state like Russia or China. And they will start the disruption simple as, hey, if we start a kinetic battle, that means we've got, you know, ships are doing stuff and we're trying to get stuff out there. They can disrupt our ports. And this is the thing. 70% of those cranes that you see, those big cranes, and the software are Chinese. Brilliant move. So if they're Chinese, but Chinese gear, you could assume they're prepositioned with malware or whatever. I mean, it's the day comes. They just go send the command, all those just go unusable. So we can't, our ports shut down. Oh, great. Then you can shut down, also shut down fuel, shut down all these other things, all these mobility things that can happen. So mobility is what they'll start to go first. They can go after just a disruption locally, take down your, say, take, take down the power, or not power grid, but the, uh, the banking grid. So your car doesn't work. Can you imagine the chaos? So just this kind of disruption and then you start to go to the high level when it, we go to World War III level where they will go full attack and they will go after the infrastructure because we could do the same thing to them. So we're going to say, who, we're going to be battling. So you're going to take down the water and you're going to take down the power. And the thought of taking down the power is overwhelmingly disruptive. It would literally put us into the 19th century. Uh, it, it's so catastrophic. I did this scenario in Hawaii. We did it from the command structure because that's where all the command is. And we did a, this is uh, 10 years ago. And it was devastating. It was shut down the command structure. We wouldn't be able to operate. Said, well, hey, we still got the base. We still got our stuff. No, you don't because these people are going to go home and take care of their families because the zombies are being turned loose because there's no power. People have to, have to understand the threat is so overwhelmingly severe and it's, it's a multi-tiered attack. You have to do it here at the state level. We need to defend ourselves at all these levels. It's a layer defense that we are gapped significantly. The word from CWI, College of Western Idaho, they have a cybersecurity um, division there. There are 4,000 cybersecurity professionals short. That's across you know, hospitals, banks, again, everything is a component of intrusion. Every point needs to be defended. Then you get into the high level of, say, the power grid. That's a national resource, but it's still local. Idaho has to take responsibility for our security uh, within our community. And this is a significant threat that we need to face. Okay. So a lot of different points of concern. Let's Let's start with, let's say, basic, potentially private enterprises like hospitals, right? I mean, obviously hospitals, keeping people alive, it's the hub of our health. Those are vulnerable to a cyber attack. Yes. And they're vulnerable to a cyber attack, not just through their individual networks, right, through their computer systems and whatnot, but also through the power grid, right? So it's kind of like a two-prong mm -hmm. two attack vector with hospitals. So hospitals could go down individually or collectively if the yes. power goes out. Yes. Once you have that, so large-scale institutions that we absolutely need to survive, you start disrupting 
transportation. And the transportation disruption, if I'm understanding, comes, again, multi-prong attack vector. So you have the capacity to stop all fuel, right? Yes. Because you can't get refineries, you can't get transportation, you can't coordinate. Yes. So you lose fuel, but you also lose, uh, say, power or um, the... Uh, or traffic signals and traffic grid, right? If all of a sudden all lights turn green, that would be like the number of accidents. There was a there, there was go. a there was a film about that, right? Or it was it, it was, was a portrayed. Yeah, exactly. Right. What was it? The fire um, it, firestorm, fire, whatever it was. Yeah, fire cell. That was fire the, cell. That was ten. That's ten years ago. So that representation yeah. was actually reasonably oh, accurate. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, you better believe it. And it's the thing is, it's 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 so multi tiered and. We understand that we have the capability to do that too, so we. That's I. I talk like it's a it's a mutual assured destruction, and this is a, here's a good way to to, to to really get this to put it into perspective. You have domains of warfare, and I always talk about this. And you have your air, and you have your land, your sea, and your space, and your cyber. Five domains of warfare, and so cyber is just it's not. Where is that? It's not space. Right. It's everywhere. It is a domain of warfare that no one's really addressed. So we, I look at the guard. We have an air guard. We have an army guard. Well, we, we're not going to be facing tanks coming across the horizon. And, you know, and we don't have any of this. You know what? The number one threat in this state from it's not going to be volcanoes. It's not going to be hurricanes. It's not going to be all these disruptions for emergency management. It's going to be a cyber attack. And I went to the, the, with this recent, I'm going to be working with the, uh, the firemen and so forth here in Eagle. So what is the emergency management requirements? It's, it's not really the earthquake or the tornado or the storm. Mm -hmm. It is a cyber attack. Cyber is the number one disruptive threat that we have in our community. Number one. It's not anything else. The, the, the nature, uh, that's going to be something that comes, it's nowhere near what the impact that a cyber attack. So everyone's starting to address that now. It never was really a concern. Now everyone understands. When you shut down just the fuel, what that would do, shut down just the cell phone towers for two days, we would literally, you know, collapse. We were so dependent. These young kids couldn't even find their way to school and back without their MapQuest. So we have people who are completely dependent, and it would be unbelievably devastating. It's It terrifies me when I see that escalation of where we could go and how dumb we have become. We should go analog. You know, we should go to our, we should go back to analog and just switches for our power grid instead of having everything uh, through the internet. That's the only way to really save it. Or you take your power grid, instead of having it so interconnected, you separate into subcomponents, which they're starting to try to do. But understand, you know, these components are also vulnerable to, you know, kinetic attacks. People can blow up these things. Sure, sure, sure. That's completely different. But cyber is what we're talking about now. Um, and we... We have a vision, and what we're going to try to get through this next session is going to be an awareness resolution because we don't want to ask for money yet because people don't quite understand. We need a cyber fusion center, and there's a there's some place right now we're working on it. It needs to be this cyber fusion center will take all the resources and, and ask accesses and so forth to know what the threats are, distributed plans to everybody, so there's a cohesive. This is. Treat it like this is the military. This is a military uh, effort. You have to know this is the threat. 
Here's our command structure. We try to find where the threats are, and we're going to distribute reaction protection. What are you going to defend yourself with? And you have all this interconnection diffusion center to get this out to the, where the people need to know where these threats are. And then back this up, and we used to do that when I was as an upward commander, you have a red team that goes out and assesses vulnerabilities without pushing it too far and hey, shows, makes recommendations. Hey, you have a huge vulnerability here because people don't know unless someone comes in and says, hey, you need to work on this piece. So this fusion center we're trying to get, um, it's, it's something we should get in the next, we need it right now, we're already behind. But the way the funding and stuff is, it's gonna be challenging, but the awareness is probably where we need to go right now. And that's what I'll do next session is I'll get this across the line with an awareness. So that's what this bill is about. It's it's essentially educating, it's, yes. it's articulating and educating. Mm -hmm. Look, these are our vulnerabilities, these are problems, these are, these are the things that could happen, and this is potentially how you short up. Once you have the education and recommendations, then you come back mm -hmm. and you say, all right, look, this is what we found out. It started with the cybersecurity bill where we educated and really identified weaknesses. Now we have a recommendation on what we can do where you bring up a, an additional yeah. bill, which is, hey, look, we need to put these steps in place. We need to take these measures. We need to do these things. But the original bill is like, hey, let's just figure out how we're deficient. Yes. Let's let's take a hard look at everything and tell the people of Idaho, or at least the, the legislators, look, these are the problems that your constituents are facing. These are the worst case scenarios that we don't have an answer to currently. Agreed. And it's challenging because, you know, I still fly with the Navy. You know, I still do this contract fighter pilot stuff. I go down there and I'm, I get into top secret briefs. I listen to the young fighter pilots. I listen to, I've said this uh, on the Kevin Miller show. I said the, the urgency of preparation is, is real. The expectation of a conflict with China in 2024 to 2025 is real. The commander, PACOM commander said, get ready. He's the guy who runs the Pacific Command. Get ready. This is upon us. We're way behind. And trying to get this out right now, it's, it's actually it's too late, honestly, if we want to be positioned. We're going to have, are we going to have ourselves a cyber Pearl Harbor? Possibly. People are aware, but again, unless it, they, they, they take the uppercut and really feel like they got to do something, it's hard to spend the money to respond. You know, I talked to Idaho Power and said, hey, what do you guys got? What do you, what do you have for physical security? I was talking about, you know, hey, they can, you can shoot a 308 through one of those uh, transformers and take it out. You take out enough of those transformers, you can take the whole grid out in Idaho. Well, you know, is that top secret? No, everyone knows that. So, you know, what are you going to do? I said, you put, a, you put a cement wall around all those and treat it like a bank because that thing's as valuable as a bank. Right. The, Idaho Power just kind of went, yeah, you know, they... It's kind of it go away, Representative Hill. Because, go away. Go away. Because basically, I'm I'm basically being that. And I was. This is what I was really good at in the military, when I did a lot of weapons assessments, and I would go into say just say a destroyer and Patriot sure. systems, sure, sure. and I go, hey, this is, and I start poking, and they and they, they don't like to be poked. I said I just found this massive vulnerability, and you need to fix it. People don't like to hear their girlfriend's ugly. That's what you're doing. So this they. Idle Power says they don't want to face this because it's going to cost a lot of money. And they, you know, and I would suggest they are a business. 
And security is a high cost, and they're going to stiff arm as much as they can. Look at all those, what happened in Maui, what happened there. You got a power company that didn't take care of business because they, you know, they can't afford to do what they need to do. Same thing would happen to PG&E down in California. Right, right. Am I picking Idaho Power? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Because they aren't willing to talk to me, so I understand. Last time I ran into that kind of wall was, you know, in the Department of Defense, and guess what? There was a massive chasm of capability. They'd rather pretend, hey, go away. So did I poke the bear on this? Yeah, I'll, I'll call Idaho Power on right right now. I'll call them out. Hey, President Idaho Power, call me in if you want to talk about this, and we'll see what you got. And he's going to explain to me risk, and, and I get it, I get it. And so, what do we need to do to help Idaho Power to, you know, again, kinetically protect those things? And cybersecurity, we need the state needs to help. Hey, it's their business, you know. But we, but Idaho Power is not going to be the fusion center. Idaho Power is a component. They need to provide their assets. Their expertise, Fusion Center brings all these different entities together. We can distribute these things. But I see right. Idaho Power is really important. Micron technology. I always talk about micron technology. It is one of the few semiconductors uh, companies in, in the States. Everything else is overseas. So, okay, what would I do if the Chinese, what would I do? I would disrupt that place. Power, whatever I could do. You know, my CIA guys said there's other ways they can do it too. So there, I take the semiconductors down. We talk about the disruption of semiconductors, what it would do to our economy, turn it upside down. You take down Micron and take down any of the other producers. We couldn't do anything. We're so dependent on semiconductors. Right. This, this, this goes into this multi-tiered thing. But to give you an idea of how this cybersecurity is, is, is expanded, when I was at Camp Smith in Hawaii, in Hawaii that is uh, where PACOM is, Indo-PACOM, that's the combatant commander for Pacific Theater, so people understand that. We had three guys show up into my little cubicle area uh, for cybersecurity. Within two years, they had the entire floor. That's how quickly it's evolved. And it's tremendously uh, it's sobering. Again, if I could take everyone to the top secret brief, everyone would be screaming, fix it now. So this, getting this across the line, getting people to understand, most people don't. You know, you're at home, you're taking care of your kids. You, know, you don't care about this. Someone needs to care about it. Because, right. uh, and, and I think that if we can get enough of legislators that will understand it, um, this is really out there. This is, this is serious. You know, very few people understand the tactical ramifications. Hopefully we can get across the line. But again, we're way behind. Understand. Gotcha. Yeah. Is there anything we didn't touch on? Any last bit? No, I think that if people watch that and I hope it scares them because uh, I always, it, this, I was classic for this because I would give briefs on threats and so forth. And if I made people feel bad, then I succeeded. If they feel bad, that's good. Well, I'll tell you what I'm scared. <laughs> I hope I hope we at least understand the threat, right? Because yeah. that's what this is. Just educate people. Threats don't make you feel good. They don't. No. You know, facing threats is never a thing. Where you know, it's you want to be, ah, it's gonna be rainbows and unicorns. And guess what? It's not. The unicorn's got a horn and it's coming at you. But look, man, everybody has car insurance for a reason. That's right. right. We have insurance for reasons because right. in the event that it happens, we know it could happen. We want to know we're covered. We need to be covered here too. Yes, sir. Born in the U.S.